For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Uh, we are live, as uh, Chris kindly told, wanted to let me in. As I'm, uh, I'm trying to subscribe to the podcast on YouTube. I'm trying to make sure that we get our numbers up over here. Uh, if we're not subscribed, then obviously our listeners won't be subscribed. So uh, we'll find the podcast and get subscribed to on on the YouTube page. But for now, we are the Believe in Monsters podcast on the Believe Network, and we are excited to uh, be on the Believe Network and, and excited to be with you guys tonight for another edition of the Believe in Monsters podcast. My friend Luke Barry and Chris Krogman in the house tonight, and Luke's got a big idea uh, for, for the Believe in Monsters podcast, and we're excited to get into it. So we've got, uh, it's draft week eve. No, it is draft week. Uh, it's draft week, I guess, uh, on Thursday. We'll uh, figure <laughs> out what's going on with the Bears. If they're going to, actually, Thursday we'll all be asleep. We'll wake up on Friday and, and, and kind of get after it as there's no first-round picks for the Chicago Bears. But thanks, for everybody, for joining in tonight. It's going to be a fun Tuesday night. I know my Luke has kind of orchestrated a little game for us to kind of see uh, what kind of prospects we can uh, expect the Bears might be selecting this week. So without further ado, Luke, what's good? Happy, uh, happy Tuesday. How are you, my man? Dude, I'm great. I think, Chris, I think it started a new stream at 9.15, the time reset in the top corner. It says we're back at 20 seconds now, so I don't know if it if we have two going on simultaneously or what. It turned nine fifteen at my on my clock like two minutes ago. Two minutes ago, yeah. So I don't know what uh, Streamyard's timeline is, but uh, hopefully we're not running in in echo form. Uh, but what's good, Lucas? That's bizarre. I'm time traveling, I guess. For real, <laughs> or your computer's just doesn't have the correct time it, or something. It's the it's the East Coast time. I don't know. The internet the internet plays is playing with you. I think Elon Musk is doing it. <laughs> yeah it's draft week finally i mean we have some uh but what do we have left worth of bears topic the byron pringle news byron pringle hadn't touched on that and then some some stuff from press conferences today it seems like uh there might be some scuttlebutt about moving robert quinn and uh moving to, uh, david montgomery it seems like if you're valuable uh you might be getting moved so uh we, we can get into that as well yeah, well, yeah byron pringle what a We'll dive into that in a second. Chris, how you doing? I'm oh, awesome. Nice with that draft banner behind you. I'm awesome. Uh, thank you. I am excited to discuss the NFL draft with you guys. It's a bummer we don't have a first rounder because it kind of makes Thursday just meh, whatever. Um, as I kind of mentioned last It made week, me dig deeper this year for the draft prospects. Oh, for though. sure. For sure. Because... 
you know, this is the first year I've subscribed to The Athletic. We, we've touched on this a bit, but Dane Brugler's The Beast PDF, uh, 330 prospects, one bajillion pages uh, is just a whole bunch to digest. So the great thing about uh, technology and whatnot is you can search with control F and find different, uh, you know, traits that you're looking for. Obviously the Eberflus team is looking for that hit system, try hard guys. So uh, that's kind of how I looked into different draft prospects, hopefully found some, some uh, diamonds in the rough for us to discuss. Uh, but I'm excited for the draft. I think uh, as we get closer, I'm probably going to have some fun little prop bets on, you know, how many quarterbacks are taken or, you know, Joe will tell us how many Alabama players will get drafted in the first round and we could throw some money down on that. I'm sure Lucas is waiting to, bet on something speaking of prop bets i just saw this one christian watson's prop is 39 and a half interesting interesting <laughs> that is super interesting wow wow yeah that's that's crazy right we were just you're a fortune teller lucas fortune teller bro 39 and a half we will dive that's into that but that's an that's... under that's an under bet for sure yeah, I think if, if he doesn't go first round, I think the Bears are locked in grabbing him there. Um, we'll dive into that. Joe, clean out our uh, clean out the junk drawer worth of Bears news for the past few days. Well, our man Myron Pringle, brand new, brand new signing, gets arrested down in Florida for doing donuts in the street with his uh, young child in the back seat. Unfortunate for him, and on a suspended license. Uh, so no, so no, so no uh, driver's license, no active driver's license, and you're also what was a Hellcat? Which I mean, those things are awesome, but come on, man, let's let's be smart. Uh, gonna 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 kind of be interesting to see how it plays out with the team. Obviously, it's not like domestic violence or drugs or, you know, something something to that extent. But driving reckless, recklessly is extremely dangerous in, their, in, in different situations, and especially if you've got a kid in the back. It's not a really great look for our man Byron Pringle. Uh, do, 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 we, do we suspect that he will serve any sort of time, guys, or, or, or even be a candidate to not make the team because of this incident? I don't think I do, but uh, I open open the discussion to see if, if there's going to be any repercussions for Byron Pringle's arrest. Hell no! This is stupid. Yeah. This is stupid. How old is this child? I think it was in a car seat, but I'm not sure. I didn't. I didn't see. He's how in a car seat. He's fine. He's fine. Uh-huh. He didn't even get like reckless endangerment or like child endangerment. I mean, it's not like he's his former teammate Tyreek Hill and breaking the kid's arm he's doing donuts probably because the kid is back there telling him daddy go faster uh I'm not worried about this this is dumb yeah and I think we ran our poll we had about 80 I think it was about 80 percent of the vote said no he's not gonna get cut um Ryan Pohl said something about it today too and he said that Pringle reached out to him immediately and handled it the right way as well as it could be, but he still doesn't like that kind of publicity. But uh seems like not that big of a deal. All right, piece this number two. Like one more bears one more thing for Bears fans to shit bricks over and cry and bitch and moan. Like, y'all remember Ray McDonald's? Like, let's just calm down. Like, calm down for real. Go ahead, Joe. 
Number two. number two, Robert Quinn might be on the move. It looks like 18 and a half sacks, and Ryan Poles is looking for what you know what the right price is. I mean, this is kind of normal. You're heading into the draft. You're trying to gauge value, and uh, Robert Quinn's on the older side of 30, so uh, trying to see what kind of value he can maybe acquire this week as he's talking about getting more and more picks. We need more bites at the apple. What's the right price range, Luke, to, uh, to move Robert Quinn? A third, oh, I think. Third. Well, if you look, you got only got a second for Khalil Mack, essentially. So, if you were going to go for a lesser player, although he had more better stats than Mack, I think a third would be fair for Robert Quinn. Um, I think he's owed zero guaranteed money from now going forward to the rest of his contract. So, uh, no, I mean, I maybe you could squeeze a second out of someone, but I doubt it. I would do it for a third, though. Regardless, maybe a third and a seventh or some random. Father, or a third incentivized third. Like if he gets fifteen plus sacks, you get it turns into a second, something like that. Who knows? Okay. Oh, so you don't want a third this, you don't want a third this year. You want you just whatever. Like, oh, I mean, I yeah, I would I would probably like it this year. Like if he wants to get it done, I would do it before the draft, or else I don't. I I would still probably do it mid season at the trade deadline, but you're probably not doing it between the two. Yeah, I think you run the risk of something happening. Um, wrong side of 30, like Joe mentioned. He's had to get rid of him now. a few injuries in his history. Um, yeah, you want to capitalize on that production from last year. So I think a third is the sweet spot for sure. Um, yeah, if they can get a third for Robert Quinn, I say you jump at that. It'd be great to get a second. Obviously, that'd be fantastic. I just don't see it happening. Well, and the other interesting piece before we touch it, jump into some uh, mock drafts that we've kind of built, uh, it sounds like Ryan Poles was uh, singing the praises of Khalil Herbert, which leads many to, uh, to speculate and wonder the status of our friend David Montgomery. David Montgomery running up on his towards the end of his rookie contract. Uh, in my opinion, I've loved him so far, but uh, we all know what the running back market is and, and how that goes about re-signing players and uh, just how valuable the running backs are. Can we see David Montgomery? Krogan, I'll throw it to you first. Do we see David Montgomery move this week before the draft? No. Well, I mean, I, I, I didn't see exactly what the quote was or anything like that, but it, it's just kind of... So a GM talks about one player and that automatically makes the other player getting traded. I mean, that's just, I don't know. You need this multiple is, running backs in this league. This, this is on the heels of Eber Flus also mentioning how hard of a worker David Montgomery was. He mentioned like three specific players who worked their tails off in OTA. So I guess the two kind of contradicted. Yeah, I don't know. It's probably just a whole lot of nothing, but maybe paving the way for down the line. Maybe you don't bring him back if Khalil Herbert does play well in this zone scheme. Who knows? Like I said, you need lots of running backs. Um, they get banged up. They are more productive when they have fresh legs. So you have two guys that can, you know, stretch the defense out and hit that zone created gap. I have no issues with keeping both of them and, if Montgomery is not signed down the road, it is what it is. Uh, running backs, to me, are 
you know, expendable. more replaceable. Yeah, I wouldn't say expendable per se, but they're more replaceable than some of these other positions. If someone offered you a third, though, I mean, I I would take that. Like a third right now, like today. Like, yeah, a third on the draft draft day. Yeah. I'll give you a third sure. for Montgomery. I would do it, but sure. probably not. That's not going to happen. I mean, I I mean, can you like this running back class is fairly deep from what I'm seeing and. I think, you know, rather taking a third round running back is a little more appealing than taking a guy that's been in the league for, you know, two, three years and has the miles on him than giving up a third. Yeah, I think this is a whole lot of nothing right now. Yep. Just bull- more bullshit to talk about until there's draft news and then people will be all over that and talking about how we shouldn't have taken this guy. We should have taken that guy. Uh, here's another Adam Shaheen pit type pick. Here's blah, another blah, blah. Kevin White. Ugh. Dude, it's like the thing about the Bears is, I, and this has been through Jerry Angelo, Phil Emery, and Ryan Pace. There's always that what the fuck pick, that head scratcher, like, what the Shane fuck is this? Home. Like, what are we doing? Like, Shane McClellan, like, that's the worst. Like, that's a great example. That was terrible. Right off the bat. You know, Dante Hightower was still on the board. All pro. So is Chandler Chandler Jones, Jones, man. Chandler Jones. Like, me and Lucas have been yelling about Chandler Jones for since we met each other. Like, dude, can you believe we took this dude? Like, you know who played the fiddle right there? It was Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick had McClellan in there and was stroking his knob, talking about how he was, <laughs> you know, a Patriot type of player and blah, 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 and freaking fell for a hook, line, and sinker. And, and sure as shit, you know, we took McClellan, and then boom, here comes Bill up to take Jones, like two picks later. And, and, and then he traded him away. Well, yeah, later, but not like <laughs> for, for like nothing though. No, he traded him for a top five drafted guard or whatever. Like I can't. That the guy Taylor didn't pan dude? out. The guy didn't pan out, but he was wasn't his name? Oh, Jonathan Cooper. Is that who it was? Cooper. Yeah, it was Jonathan Cooper from North Carolina. Like drafted by the Cardinals. Like top top ten at least. He was he was a top uh, pick? Yeah. And I'm not really saying. Good. Yeah, it, it was. It just wasn't. Chance it was a terrible trade. You know, looking back at it, Chandler Jones is a beast. Was, but was Cooper on the Bears? Mm-mm. Not that I know of. The Bears signed some. Ever... He signs. They signed some obscure lineman. One of those years, could have swore it was him. I don't think I. I think I would have remembered that because I distinctly remember that draft class that you know Cooper by himself i mean i liked him if he fell to the bears that year but um definitely remember the chandler jones shay mcclellan and then belichick trading for cooper not that i uh, could remember his name right now obviously but uh regardless um yeah there's adam shaheen there's um fucking joel eway beniway was just <laughs> random as bizarre to me yeah he was uh, never a bear there was, there's just been some very weird picks. Uh, there's been some guys that you were like, whoa, that's awesome. And then they just didn't pan out, you know, like Riley Ridley. Um, Anthony Miller, for being honest. But you uh, know, people are saying that is George Pickens this year is the new Anthony Miller. That is, uh, I, that's a pretty fair comp. 
if you're talking about is that the kind of player that that well if you're is that all your comping is i didn't seem like pickens was that kind of i don't know shifty slotty just from like a personality perspective from like a, a talent versus off the field Oh, I thought he was basically Javon Wims and Anthony Miller's like love child, because you know Javon Wims is getting in fights on the field, and so does Pickens. <laughs> oh, there's plenty of people fighting, but okay, onward and upward. <laughs> well, yeah, well, who's, like, who's who, who's the big fight? Remember the Titans, the Titans fight. Yeah, is that Andre right? Johnson? Andre that Johnson and Cortland Andre Finnegan. Johnson. Oh, yeah, that one, Cortland yeah, that was... Finnegan. That was awesome, man. They ripped each other. Uh, one of them ripped the other's helmet off. Yeah, I was going to say the other guy left his helmet on. I was like, that's smart. <laughs> I, I think feel like Johnson tried to use Finnegan's helmet against him. Like, well, that was the best fight, right? It was uh, Miles Garrett versus uh, Mason Rudolph. <laughs> like, throwing. That was crazy. I can't believe Throwing helmets and crazy punches. And yeah, that was nuts. But anyway, um, mock draft. Do you have the context? Well, do you have the context of the Herbert quote, Joe? Um, like what prompted think, him to start talking about it? What the what the scenario Getsy, was? I think Getsy was talking him up. How good of a fit Herbert was in the outside zone, or something like that. Let's see. This is four hours ago from the Daily Herald. If that, if that makes you feel any better. Uh, Bears GM Ryan Pohl is interested in acquiring more picks in uh, Lake Ford. I like more picks. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, I, I do have the more picks quote. I'm looking for Herbert quote. Uh, Control F, Herbert. Oh, Herbert, dummy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't, it's not in this article. No, it's not in this article. Copy that. Well, either way. His his quote on trading back, I do think we will be in the business depending on where it is and what it looks like in moving back and trying to create more draft capital. Uh, For draft picks, I would like to do some movement and get more picks, but it's got to be in the right area. The biggest thing is how many players you have at, at a certain level so you can move back and get a quality player at the next spot. And when you get kicked, and when you get kicked, other picks... And when you get kicked, other picks, that's the quote, that's an kick additional, that's an additional player. Yeah. So where is that pick located at in the draft? And can I still get a quality player at that level as well? Also, you can accumulate on the back end and package things up and move them up again. So really, it's just the volume and where the draft is deep at certain positions, end quote. Yeah, um, I think... Uh... That's a good that's a good strategy. We talked about tiers essentially last week or the week before where that's the idea with trading back is having a bank of players that you like, you know, if you like 15 guys, you know, semi equally and you're sitting at 39 per se, you know, and you want to trade back to 54, you can do that and still get one of those guys. And there's a good chance there's going to be a multiple of your 15 that are available because your 15 are going to be the same as you know that whole group of 10 to 15 teams that are in there that want to take other players so i think that's a great strategy uh mr poles if you're listening uh we approve the trade back at 39 or 48 or 71 or wherever you'd like to acquire more picks especially joe and i lucas just wants to take players and and be done with it 
No, I don't fix. The bus, Lucas. I, I'm just, I'm just. Yeah, we don't, we don't go overboard here. Other, uh, out. Yeah, I'll leave it at that. I almost anyway. threw every single one of my mock draft picks away. There were some amazing trade mocks posted on Twitter where people traded all the way up to like number one, and then once they had number one, they <laughs> traded back like. 50 times and just had like 27 picks in this draft. And, you know, it was hilarious. I thought it was a, a good way to use these mock draft simulators that are pretty fun. Uh, and if you like to play around with these, there are tons of these mock draft simulators out there on the internet. Um, we all use, I think a different one. Joe used PFF, correct? Joe. Sure. PFF. I used Pro Football Network, and Lucas used the Draft, the draft Network. Network. Yeah, so we all have some very uh, varied, uh, you know, kind of where people landed and who we like and so on and so forth. So we'll go ahead and bust out some mock drafts, talk about some of these prospects, you know, read some of uh, Dane Brugler's The Beast on each of these guys, and... Uh, how do we want to orchestrate this, Mr. Barry? You are the maestro. Well, we'll start out with the Bears' first pick at 39. So, uh, I mean, basically, I don't know how you guys did your draft. I did mine based on what I thought the Bears would do. Uh, so, I, I mean, did you guys put who you would take in that situation, or did you do this draft, who you think the Bears will take, or a mix of both? I formatted my. I went through mine as if I were Ryan Pohl is what I would do. Um, what 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 I think makes sense now. Full disclosure: once I once to get past a couple of rounds, I'm doing a lot of research. So Ryan Poles has got a lot more uh, advantages than I do. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I basically uh, went at it like, okay, if I'm making the choice for the Bears, this is what I would do. Uh, who did you pick at 39, or what did you do with your 39th pick? Yeah, so with my 39th pick, I. I stayed there. Uh, the board fell how I wanted it to in my mock, but I ran plenty of these, and it didn't always work out that way. And I have, in my mind, I had you know a few players I really liked, and I said if they're not there, I would trade back. So I think 39 is a prime trade back spot, but the Bears should also have the draft is surprising. There should be some talent that maybe falls out of the first to them. And uh, with my 39th pick, I took our guy Christian Watson, who we mentioned earlier from North Dakota State. Uh, Chris, did you did you keep him in yours as as your first pick as well? Yes. So what I did, you know, to answer your question, Luke, was I I have no idea what Ryan Poles is going to do, and honestly, none of us do because we haven't True. seen him draft by him not by himself, but as the main guy yet uh, for a while. You know, we kind of kind of all had an idea of what Ryan Pace was looking at. You you could look at the visits that Pace did and formulate a good idea of what he was going to do. He was pretty transparent in if you knew how to read the tea leaves. But, um, you know, going off of visits, going off of team needs, uh, looking at a lot of the physical attributes that Eberflus and Poles have talked about, uh, a lot of the, you know, uh, character stuff as far as work ethic and, and nastiness on the offensive line and defensive line. That's kind of what I based my draft around. So we talked about how Christian Watson was a hard worker and a and fits a need 
at wide receiver uh, and has the talent to be a good uh, ceiling guy in the NFL. So I did go with Christian Watson, wide receiver, North Dakota State. Yeah, it seems like everything the Bears want and need at that pick. They need an X receiver desperately after A-Rob left. Uh, they need another deep threat. Watson fills that, and they need just a guy who is uh, extremely hard worker and ready to to go out there and work um, with Justin Fields. So even though he might be a little bit less underdeveloped than, say, some of these other receivers, he might be a little more polished right now. Uh, the fact that um, it's kind of a new offense for everyone will give him time to grow into that with everyone else. So good opportunity for Watson. I think the Bears would not pass the chance to take him um, and which they put at 39. Were he on the board? Joe, where'd you go with 39? Well, actually, uh, yeah, so I traded back. I, I found a, a partner with the New Orleans Saints from the uh, on the PFF draft, mock draft simulator, and I, I traded 39 away for 49 and 98. Uh, and what that ended up giving us was uh, back-to-back the Saints? 40, uh, yes. Uh, I gave them 39, and I, I received 40, uh, pick number 49 and pick number 98 in the third round. Uh, so I got, I got I added a third-round pick. What that ended up kind of giving me was uh, back-to-back picks in the second round at 48 and 49. You know, we already, we already got 49 from, uh, from uh, the Chargers from giving away a Khalil Mack. Uh, and, you know, my board fell uh, in a way that I actually really liked it, really liked. And I took Christian Watson with the 48th pick. Uh, he was there right there uh, with the, with the, on the PFF mock draft simulator. So I was able to get him uh, with the 48th pick. Uh, so all three of us picking the same guy, and I was able to accumulate an extra pick uh, as well. Uh, so I was pretty happy with that. I, I don't know how realistic that's going to be because I think his his uh, his buzz is pretty is pretty pretty hot right now. I think that by the time we get to forty eight, he'll probably be already selected. Uh, so that's going to be a re- little bit of a risky play. But since that's the way you know this computer program worked, I said, why not? I'm going to take that guy. <laughs> well, let's talk about some some other things that that could happen you know because christian watson being at 39 and lucas mentioned you know his over under on probably DraftKings is 39 and a half so being there at 48 uh is is probably it might be a stretch but you know if we want to stick with wide receiver joe who else would you like there at 48 he could probably have like sky Moore, jahan dotson there um is my page for what George Pickens. You could have George Pickens. I think I think everyone is slowly leaning away from the Pickens train because with a guy like that, I think you're you're putting a lot into a new coaching staff, uh, you know, a new system with a with a new player like that without a lot of established veterans. You could have some trouble reeling him in. If if the Bears' locker room was really strong right now and they had you know an established core, I'd say okay, yeah, he's maybe worth the risk but at this point i don't know if the bears and their locker room you know that's something they should be taking on but i'm gonna throw another guy at you as well jalen tolbert the south alabama kid has gotten a lot of uh, a lot of buzz just for his speed and and, and really being able to, uh, he's been an electric player at a lower level uh competition I think he's going to be a guy that's around in that 50 range i think john mechie's still going to be around in that 50 range uh 
I, I just think that the, the the wide receiver draft, if you get further down, look, look way look way far down the uh, the down in the beast, you see Justin Ross. Uh, there, Khalil Khalil Shakur is a guy I really like for the Bears. I, he's probably an early third round pick, but uh, I know he met with them, and I think he's a he's a great fit if they wait. Or even an Alec Pierce is probably in that fifty range. If you want to talk about a big X receiver, right. Alex Pierce, he met with the Bears. The Bears met with him more than any other receiver in this draft. He is a local guy. Um, really interesting traits. I mean, he's blazing fast. He's got baby hands. <laughs> people really like him and it seems like so the bears does, met with him a ton so so does pickens honestly um and like i understand hand size is not that you know what honestly it is a big deal i'm gonna fucking say it uh ask don't ask dante culpepper who fumbled more than any quarterback minnesota's ever seen how tiny hands uh don't help you at all uh that's one of the reasons i do like sky Moore and christian watson who have big 10 inch plus frying, hands. frying pan hands yeah uh what do you guys think of danny gray from smu uh looks like he's look like a third fourth round guy uh he's a little shorter a little thinner but he's blazing fast and again has monster hands yeah it's, that's another solid pick he's he's a guy that i think dame brugler's really high on and said he can probably go higher than people think and more than likely could be this year's Darnell Mooney where you know he's a mid-round guy that blossoms into a great wide receiver um so people are really high on him but just uh just sticking on this second round this let's just say this 30 to 40 range if the Bears trade trade back could you see them taking a three technique there with their first pick yes I think there's a lot of buzz around the kid from Houston you know Logan Logan Hall who is uh rel- his relative athletic score is very close to 10 he he looks like a mini DeForest Buckner he's probably everything Matt Eberflus would dream of out of his ideal three technique and they're talking about him possibly sneaking in the first round if he falls to the bears at 39 i think he is a guy that they definitely could pick i think um Brad Biggs had him pick with his first pick in his mock draft that he released and he's always, you know, fairly plugged in. So could you guys see that happening? And what is going to be the backlash of the Bears fan base if they take a D tackle with that pick? I absolutely can see the Bears taking a defensive tackle. If you, I mean, you looked and saw what they did in free agency. Uh, try, 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 his name's already escaped me because we didn't sign him. Trying to sign the the, the defensive tackle. Uh, Ogan Joby. Ogan Joby. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, uh, and 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 swinging and missing, it just shows that that's that's a, a that's a position that's very important to Matt Eberflus in this defense. Uh, I think a lot of people want to see the wide receiver. They want to see the George Pickens, the uh, the Christian Watson, somebody flashy. Oh, get Justin Fields a weapon. Uh, but you know, if you can stuff the run and protect your linebackers behind, protect Roquan Smith, protect their, you know, eat, eat up those blocks. I think that position is very, very important and, and, and underrated. So uh, you will see some Bears fans kind of maybe expose their football knowledge a little bit, whether uh, on, on how happy or sad they are on that pick. But, yeah, I can definitely see them taking a defensive tackle early. I think Logan Hall might be the only guy they would take that early, but uh, he has been getting a lot of buzz lately. Um, so that was, our, that was our first pick. It seems like we all took Christian Watson. 
Um, and we just talked about Logan Hall there as another possibility. Chris, we're going to go to you. What did you do with the Bears' next pick, which is uh, the Chargers' pick? With the Chargers' pick, uh, I was offered – I'd use uh, the PFN uh, draft simulator, which what I like about that is they you get trades offered to you. You don't just have to you know make up your own trades. Um, and kind of you know touching base on Joe's trade that he made, I offered that exact same trade because we had talked about possible trade back scenarios on the on the show a couple weeks ago, right. and Saints, and had identified Chiefs. the Saints, the Chiefs, the, the Ravens, Bills as as all possibilities. So I targeted all those guys. Alfred on pretty much the exact same trade, um, you know, across those four different teams, which is uh, a trade back of like five to 10 and then a third round pick or even, and, and I couldn't get it. I couldn't get it a lot of the times uh, I got denied. So I got offered a trade uh, for number 50, which I can't, it, it escapes me who it was, uh, but I got, Chiefs? I, I traded, yeah, it was 50 and I got 94 back and I traded away uh, 48 and then 148 as well. So a fifth rounder to get a third, uh, get that 94th pick. So with the 50th overall pick, I actually did go D tackle and took Travis Jones out of Connecticut. Uh, he is a very hard worker, hardest worker on the team per the beast. Uh, has a you know, massive body and uh, plays hard. So I thought that he fit what Eberflus is trying to do. Uh, I could also see, you know, a parry on Winfrey going to the Bears there uh, or uh, some other D tackles. But like Joe touched on, the fact that they, the Bears, went after a uh, Larry Ogunjobi in free agency first. It's obvious that three technique is important to them. So uh, that was my thought process there. And if it's not, you know, Travis Jones, it could be any one of a couple of other picks or players. Joe, what did you do there? Uh, what I did with it was I selected. I, I, I picked a, a cornerback out of Auburn, Roger McCreary. Uh, no big Alabama guy, not going to take an Auburn boy. But Roger McCreary, I think, is going to – I think he's a, a, a good cornerback that Bears fans will like. I think he's got, got good length. He, he What is it? What did I read? That he gave up uh, only 30-some 30, 30 catches this past year uh, in, in coverage. So I think that he's, he's a guy that uh, Alabama – no, excuse me, that – Bears fans will be really happy to have and filling a position, you know, opposite. Uh, go ahead and get Kendall Vildor off my field. It was pretty, pretty much my my thought process. I think the biggest needs for the Bears are cornerback and then interior offensive line. Uh, I went with Watson with my first pick because I felt like that would be more fun. Uh, but but I think corner and and inside interior offensive line are their biggest needs. So I was happy to get Roger McCreary. Very nice pick. I do. Uh, I like that. Uh, I know there's been some debate about Roger McCreary's arm length, which would be put him at the shortest arm length in the NFL for a corner. So, uh, you know, take that however you will. Uh, whether we don't know, you know, Eberflus has talked about he wants length, but all right, here we go. Here's what. Here's my. Here's the, my good stat. He accounted for 37 passes defended in 37 in 35 games the last three seasons, finishing number one in the SEC with 16 passes defended this yeah. past season. 
so, so I mean, yeah, arm length not not so good. Uh, but you only draw two pass interference penalties on the whole season. Uh, he, he is kind of going to be a physical f- physical corner, but I I, th- I think that he can learn from Jalen Johnson, and and I think we might have a good little pair in the two of them. It's definitely a solid pick. The uh, the tape doesn't lie for him. He's you know solid. Um, for my pick, I took the the Chargers pick and I actually traded back with the Chiefs. Uh, so I used is it forty eight or forty nine? Forty nine. Forty nine. So I traded back forty nine with the Chiefs for their sixty second overall and also picked up the ninety fourth overall in the third round. Uh, so I moved into the back end of the second and picked up the back end of the third round pick there. And then with that pick, I took uh, Perry on Winfrey out of Oklahoma. Um, he does project as a three technique in the NFL. This guy is absolutely massive. Um, I don't know if he would actually fall as far, maybe mid-second. I, you know, I'm not entirely sure. Uh, in my mock draft, he was there, so I took him. Um, Perry my, on favorite, Winfrey. my favorite thing about these mock drafts is they they are – generally way different than what the NFL grades these guys. And you're going to be there and like Perry on Winfrey still in the fourth round. Why are we drafting, drafting now? What's happening? Yeah, and and I, he goes in the NFL and he's fucking trash, you know? And that's just an example. I have no idea. Perry on Winfrey. I, I try to use the beast to kind of level my expectations of where guys will go. So uh, Perry on Winfrey is rated as, I think he has him as like in the mid fifties. So, uh, you know, taking him at 62 is is within reason, according to the beast. So I use that as my little measuring stick. But uh, it seems like an Eberflus guy, you know, maybe lacks a little refinement in his pass rush arsenal. But, uh, you know, if Eberflus can get a hold of him and, uh, you know, develop him because we signed Justin Jones, uh, you know, they'll be, they'll be set for a little bit. He's ready. All right, Krogman. It's enough for you. That's Krogman to you, uh-huh. sir. <laughs> Joe, I think I like PFF's simulator better because you're getting better picks than I like. I, but but that McCreary doesn't mean was gone a lot when I was even like at 40, 48 or thirty. Shit, dude, I traded back. I've done a you know a bunch of these already, and I had you know anywhere from forty five at times to to fit, and he's never there. So didn't you just didn't Luke just say he drafted pair on Winfrey? Well, right on on on, on a Pro Football Network, he went number thirty overall to the Chiefs here. So that's, that's, my man's long yeah. gone, and they took yeah. Christian Watson thirty three uh, to the Jags. So like, there's. Yes, they're all over the board. It's great. Right. This is why we all use different simulators. Because Yeah, the rankings are whack, too, sometimes. Like, I know Christian Watson is, is a big one on, I think, on Pro Football Network. He normally goes way earlier than all our websites. So This is funny because, like, there was a there was a simulator that's been around for a while, and I swear it's not even out there anymore, but it was super whack. Like, the ratings were all effed up. and. But it was the only one that everybody had, so everybody used it. Now I can't remember what the name of it was. It wasn't the Walter Football Comp. No, it wasn't Walter <laughs> Football. It was man. I'll, I'll I'll see if I can find it on the Google machine. But um, yeah, it's it's great that all these things exist now. It's super fun to play around with. I, I wish I had more time to look into these guys. One of the reasons I really don't is because I don't have the time to really watch 
college football on Saturdays and Sun and watch pro football on Sunday and spend time with the kids and everything. So it's uh it's kind of pick your uh priorities and unfortunately college football and scouting guys is not uh in my <laughs> top 10 anymore but um that's kind of why i stopped doing these mocks but it is kind of it is super fun and it's great to look forward to the draft and seeing who's going to be on the field next year what do you guys got cooking in the third round so i got i traded back i have two picks i know joe has two picks chris did you pick up third as well I do have another third. I have. All right. So we all third. think that the Bears will have four day f- day two picks, which would be nice. I think that's realistic expectation. Not expectation, but uh, oh, yeah, I think it's a, a realistic it's, possibility. I think it's fair. I actually traded one of my thirds away. I, I, I kept two. So. <laughs> Uh, with 71, I, I picked at 71, which was my next pick, and that's the Bears. Uh, that is one of the Bears' picks. I got uh, Jamari Saylor out of University of Georgia. He's listed as a tackle, but he ain't playing tackle in this league. He's going to play guard uh, for sure. Uh, num- number three overall recruit in the 2018 class in, in, out of the state of Georgia behind Lawrence and Justin Fields. Uh, I think that he's been a road grading offensive lineman. Uh, he had what, 20, 22 of his 23 career starts uh, were at tackle. Uh, but I think I think his projection is going to play a guard. We've talked uh, a lot about the need to fix this uh, offensive line. We've talked about uh, <laughs> we've talked about this center who got who got moved to guard. Who's named, oh my gosh, it's Cole not- Strange. No, 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 Mustafer. No. Yes. Replacing Sam Mustafer being being such a big priority. Uh, oh, I, I think you're talking about in the draft. <laughs> yeah, no, I think Jamari Saylor would go a long way in upgrading Sam Mustafer. Absolutely, Chris. What did you do with your first third round pick? So I have uh, pick seventy one, uh, the Bears' regular pick. Um, so I went with Darian Kennard. Yes. Tucky. Let's go. He is played a lot of right tackle, but also played guard. Uh, he was a three-year starter at Kentucky, uh, did play some left tackle as a freshman, but moved to right tackle, played 37 games there, uh, and plays with a nasty streak. Uh, likes to pancake and bury guys. He's very durable um he does have you know his weaknesses but we're into the third round uh but he has the physical tools and bully mentality to be dominant is scheme diverse played in his own system uh so a lot of that was per dame brugler want to give credit where credit's due um so Darian Kennard is my pick at 71 to be a road grading ass kicker next to uh Lucas shit. Patrick. Thank you. Kevin Jenkins. Thank you. Yes, sir. That's that's a, that's a mean right side of the line. Yes, Absolutely sir. Absolutely mean. Uh Chris, I'm gonna follow in your footsteps. I mean, I think we all have the same idea here, actually. So with my pick, uh 71, I took Cole Strange. He played a little bit of center at Chattanooga, a little bit of guard. Uh five year starter there. He's looking to be the first player drafted there in the t- uh first five rounds since Terrell Owens. Um, and uh, basically this guy just kicked people's ass at the senior bowl, and they said, 
who the hell is this kid from Chattanooga? I don't even know where Chattanooga's at. Five year uh, starter kid. I don't think that's. I know where it's at, Joe. I know where it's at. Don't worry. Uh, hometown of Joe Gaither. Five year starter, and he is not a kid. He's like twenty seven years old. I'm just kidding. I have no idea how old is he though. If he was a five year starter, he's got to be at least twenty three, right? Uh, he is. Yeah, twenty three point seven four years old. Ooh, almost twenty four year old rookie. That's okay. That's all right. He's a, he's think, a nasty son of a bitch too, though. I think with Lyman, it's a little bit. It's okay to be a little bit older. I think Lyman normally lasts a little bit longer in the league. No, I agree. Uh, I think uh, so. that intelligence comes with age as well. Um, right. Linemen are always the smartest guys in the room. A little bit of center guard versatility there, you know, a little bit undersized, but excels. I mean, he's a, just a fantastic athlete, which Ryan Pohl supposedly loves, so we'll see. But that's why I took him here. Uh, Chris, I'm also a huge fan of Kennard. Joe, I'm sorry to tell you, I'm not, not as much of a fan of your pick, but who knows? It could be the guy. That's all right. Um, it's perfectly okay. As long as we get a nasty interior offensive lineman, uh, I think I'm pretty happy with that. I think I think that's a very that's a kind of a sweet spot for a lineman. So like if we go back to just what we were talking about, you know, in the second round, taking a wide receiver there, you know, you're getting your big bodied X receiver there, like a George Pickens, like a Christian Watson, like an Alec Pierce. If you're waiting until the third round, you're probably waiting for guys like we said, like Jalen Tolbert or uh, Khalil Shakur, if they fall down that far, or Danny Gray, uh, depending you know how the board falls. So I do think there is a little bit of a drop-off with the wide receiver talent there between rounds. Would you guys kind of agree with that? Absolutely. But yeah, yeah I, think, sure. I, think, I think Lyman there, that's a sweet spot. Another guy... A lot of people are talking about is uh, Dylan Farham there uh, as another potential lineman, nasty blocker, interior guard type. Um, so, what'd you guys do with your second, third round pick here? I traded away. I traded away. Uh, I traded you away. Traded away. You, so, this is the pick that you traded for, and you're trading it away. Yes. All I right. Traded I like number ninety eight away to the Philadelphia Eagles for pick number 101 in the third round and 166 in the fifth round. With that 101 pick, so I moved back like four, three, four picks. Uh, with that 101 pick, I took the tackle out of Arizona State, Kellen Dice. Uh, All right, so you're going back-to-back -back, uh, linemen. Yeah, baby, we're fixing this line. We're, we're giving uh, Justin Fields some protection up here. We're, we're, we're getting to get back to running the football. Uh, Kellen Dice, six foot seven, 300 pound tackle out of Arizona State. Uh, spent some time at Texas AM as well. Uh, never really played there uh, until he transferred to Arizona State. Uh, Dr. Brugler ha uh, describes him as extremely light as a pass blocker, above average mirror, and lateral footwork skills. Streamlines his kick slide and punch to play from out in front. Uh, so his summary is uh, Dice plays light and light. He is short armed, which will be tough to overcome versus NFL rushers, but does a great job of framing his quick feet to stay connected in pass protection. 
he projects as a potential NFL backup. And that's perfectly fine to me in this third round. I'm wanting to get more competition into the offensive line. Uh, Larry Borm at left tackle, okay, I'm, I'm not in love with that. But throw guys in there, draft some guys that, that, that can compete with him. Uh, and, 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 you know, give Ryan Poles and, and, and really give Luke Getze, you know, an option to say, here's my best five. Here we go. And we're playing football. Love it. Absolutely love it. Chris, what did you do with your second, third round pick there? And uh, just remind us what pick you were. Uh, mid 90s, right? You said was it with the Saints? Correct. Uh, yes, I picked up number 94. Oh, the Chiefs. Yeah, I have that too. The Chiefs, not the Saints, but uh, who knows? Who cares? Joe, Joe traded with the Saints. All right, so your second. I also did what Joe did and went back-to-back offensive linemen and picked up offensive tackle Rashid Walker from Penn State, three-year left tackle starter for James Franklin uh, at Penn State University, 6'6", 313, um, has the frame, raw power, and body fluidity to be effective, but often sacrifices his balance and loses his bearings to stay connected. So he needs to be coached up a little bit. Uh, has starting talent, but must be more detail-oriented to be better than replaceable NFL starter, per Mr. Brugler. Uh, but his coach, Mr. Franklin, said uh, his improvement physically and mentally as a leader is probably as dramatic as any guy I've ever been a part of. So to me, that's a guy that can be coached up, uh, can learn from uh, Coach Morgan and Getze and be a potential starter in the next few years. And like Joe said, give uh, the team the best five starting options um, and give us some depth, you know, because offensive line often gets hurt. So that's my 94th pick overall. Lucas, what did you do? So I had that same pick as you, and with my 94th pick, I went with a D-back. I went with Damari Mathis from Pittsburgh. Um, this guy met with the Chicago Bears already, and uh, Brugler has him as one of the guys that he thinks is going to go a lot earlier than uh, you know a lot of people think. Brugler has a third-round grade on him as the 96th overall player, so right in this range makes sense, but I've seen other mocks have him in sometimes the fifth and even sixth round, but I don't think he'll last that long. Um, this guy is just a super competitive, uh, athlete. So, you know, one of Brugler's mentions in his articles that, you know, he takes it personal when a pass is completed on his watch. He is really good length. He's 5'11", almost 200 pounds with about 32 inch arms. Um, you know, he started a few years there in that Pittsburgh D and they, they talk about, uh, you know, how much of a key part he was there for them. So I think this would fit in perfectly with what the bears are doing. Um, so I'm taking Mathis there with my second, third round pick. Um, you know, polls, another position he mentioned that was deep in this draft was D back. So wouldn't be surprised to see them take a corner, uh, maybe even, um, a safety, you know, I know they met with Kirby Joseph from Illinois. Uh, you know, there's other guys in this range, uh, Brian cook. Um, but I think that'll wrap it up for the third round. So do you guys. What are the odds you think the Bears take a linebacker on day two if you had to put a number on it? 15%. Seven, seven, oh, 17%. <laughs> Go ahead. 
and if the right guy is there, then then, then I mean, I, I think Ryan Poles is not scared to take any position if uh, if he feels like there's a prospect that he really likes. Um, that you were hitting on it before we got before we went live, Luke. Uh, the Bears are looking a little a little thin at linebacker, right? Yeah, they don't they don't have much outside of Roquan and Nick Nicholas Morrow right now. Ladarius Mack is penciled in as a starter, but I feel like linebacker is one of those positions you can kind of. I mean, the Bears did it last year; they pulled what's his name off the street and he was literally visiting. Yeah. He was visiting and ended up being their starting linebacker. So who knows, but I'm just wondering. He wasn't phenomenal. I mean, he was phenomenal in preseason and in practice. Well, you look at a guy like Troy Anderson from Montana who ran a four, four 40 and is just an insane athlete. And honestly, the first guy, you know, probably isn't even a fair comp is, is Brian Erlacher, just like this ultra athlete. That's learning how to play middle linebacker on the fly, but he's so athletic. It doesn't matter. Um, Obviously, Erlacher went to New Mexico State and played safety. This guy's playing at Montana, so some parallels there. But there are some really phenomenal linebacker athletes, I think, in day two. Uh, so I wouldn't be shocked if the Bears went that route. But I'm, I was just wondering what you guys put it at. I mean, you mentioned 17%. I would probably put it. I think that's fair. Probably about 20, give it about a 20% even chance of happening. All right. I mean, what we do you have, guys we probably have five needs? So twenty percent just kind of balances it all out. Yeah. <laughs> you know, five obvious needs with you know, uh, wide receiver, offensive line, defensive line, linebacker, corner, or say or safety, defensive backs. So yeah, I mean that it makes sense. Um, I, I, yeah, I mean it makes sense. But I think you have your your stud linebacker in Roquan and hopefully they can, you know, find somebody late either later in the draft or uh undrafted free agent. Um this linebacker class didn't look super impressive to me, uh just from reading through some of the, you know, folks, but again, I don't really I don't really know enough about them, but I think linebacker is a, a, an area of opportunity. Right. Um, yeah, so let's jump into our day three picks. If you guys, Joe, we'll start with you. We won't go around the horn here. I just, just, just tell us, give us a little bit about each of your day three picks. Walk us through what you did there on the final day rounds four, five, six, and seven. Sure. Well, while where it fell for me is that we didn't have any uh, fourth round picks, and I don't, I think that's how it is for everybody, right? That's, yeah, uh, Bears don't correct. have fourth round picks. Yeah. So they go up to one forty eight as their next pick in the draft. At 148, I doubled that back down on the offensive line and took Alec Lindstrom. So you I took, took Alec- three in a row. Yeah, man. We're, we're, this is an issue. This is an, it has been an issue for for far too long, really, in my opinion. We gotta get it. We gotta get it right and give Justin Fields a chance. I'll, I'll just go through all. Uh, I, I made three round five picks, and I'm not sh- sure how I feel about all of them. But I I, I, I took Alec Lindstrom. I took defensive uh, defensive lineman Eric Johnson and cornerback Joshua Williams out of Fayetteville State. Like so Eric him. Johnson and Joshua Williams, both uh, from lower-tier colleges, but both have kind of been uh, measurable freaks, essentially. Uh, so we'll see how – I felt like that was a nice little place to uh, to get that three technique that you're talking about and to uh, get a, a cornerback with some upside. I have both those gentlemen on my uh, big board there, Joe. 
Eric basically Johnson. because of the same reason you did uh eric johnson from missouri state and uh joshua williams like you said measurables uh have the length that the guys are looking for the coaching staff is looking for and also have the attitude work ethic to to match so um you know these later round picks often are are, are also uh you know special teams guys so uh, i think josh williams fits that as well I think Eric Johnson's a fascinating pick there, Joe. Um, I know the Bears met with him. He He's a guy, much like Cole Strange, he dominated the Senior Bowl. And you're just saying, where did this guy go to school? Who is this? And, you know, just an unbelievable motor on him. Um, Hometown yeah, kid. Uh, it's, a, it's a fascinating pick. And if the Bears, like I said, they brought in Justin Jones. If they want to spend, maybe they don't want to spend an early pick. They want to develop, you know, a three technique. Eric Johnson's the guy they want. Uh, that that is fascinating, and I, you know, I think they really like him. Uh, awesome, J- uh, Chris. How did you round up your mock draft? So I had moved some picks around. Moved. Uh, yeah, I didn't mean to do that one. Uh, <laughs> but I had only two picks left: uh, number one fifty and number one eighty-six. With number one fifty. I what did you do with 148? I traded it in the... Oh, you had to use that to move back with the Chiefs. Yeah. Yep. Because you only went yeah. back. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Jerks. Um, but uh, Smoke got, Monday got was my pick at number 150. Safety out of Auburn. Uh, I just really like his name. I mean, Smoke Monday. How cool of a name is that? Uh, but he's a good little player. Uh, and then at 186, I went with a measurables guy. Uh, super long, tall, thin. Uh, Vincent Gray, uh, cornerback from Michigan, who I think uh, can, you know, fits the length and fits the attitude from uh, what we've heard from Eberflus and uh, company. And honestly, I don't have a fucking clue what I'm doing here in these back end rounds. So, hey, it's throwing darts, right? If I can get one trait that's good and uh, the rest can be coached up, then that is the idea uh behind my mock draft uh so i think uh i got a couple couple players on the defensive back so yeah he's vincent gray 6'2 192 uh kind of slow but has super long arms um and a big wingspan so we'll see how he can uh pan out there for uh alan williams in the defense very nice. I uh, I think we all have kind of the same idea there, taking a cornerback late and uh, just some really nice developmental traitsy prospects there. Uh, on day three, I had three picks uh, with 148. I went back to the O-line, so I took Cole Strange on day two. Day three, I'm taking a developmental O-tackle. I took Matt Waletsko from North Dakota State, pairing back up with Christian Watson. Uh, so this is someone that Dane Brugler is much lower on than the consensus. He has him ranked well, uh, well toward the bottom of his rankings, but other people have him ranked really high. Um, I know his relative athletic score is like a nine and a half out of 10, I think. So this is, he's an insane athlete. He is six, seven, 315 ish pounds. His arms are 36 inches long. This guy is just an absolute beast in the run game. He is so fast getting around the like 38 inches long, dude. This one is bigger than me. 
That's ridiculous. <laughs> dude, his arms are three feet long and two inches. That's nuts, dude. That is crazy. His arm is a yard long. Just give him the ball when you need a yard and just stick it out there. That's fucking crazy. Now, now What's his name? Matt Walesko from uh, North Dakota State. Matt Walesko. Oh, wait, no. Heard it he here first. He might have just been from North Dakota. Oh. Is North Dakota its own college besides North Dakota State? They're two separate, right? They're two different colleges. <laughs> Chris is laughing, dude. For... His wingspan... Yeah, it's his own fucking college guy. His wingspan is 80, 85, and 5 eighths inches. That's insane, dude. That is absolutely insane. Um... But yeah, basically a small school guy who is just a massive human being, but he moves, you know, he ran almost a five flat 40. He moves way too well for a guy his size. Um, he would be tremendous in his own scheme and you hope maybe, you know, that's your swing tackle or whatever. I just, yeah, I would be terrified if I saw that guy across from me. Um, moving right along, pick 150. I went linebacker. Uh, just got done talking about it. Terrell Bernard, linebacker from Baylor, is who I took. He is uh, 6'1", 225. Um, just a really, really high effort type of guy. Super competitive. Um, you know, even though he's undersized, he's just, you know, like I said, super competitive. Uh, everyone talks about how good of a leader he is, and his teammates talk about how much they like playing with him. Um, so, uh, that's who I had there, Terrell Bernard. I didn't know much about him until I stumbled upon him and I said, Oh, the Bears need a linebacker. This guy's really athletic and seems like he has a lot of potential and special teams. So I threw him in there. Um, another guy I had on my, uh, big, my big board. I picked out like five guys, five to six guys on each, you know, wide receiver, inside lineman, offensive tackle, D lineman, inside linebacker, cornerback, and safety. Uh, I picked, you know, three to six guys on each, and, and that's one of my dudes. So it's it's funny how aligned we are on on a lot of these dudes with, you know, over 600 prospects out there. Yeah, that is pretty funny because I didn't even talk to you about that. Um, not at all. But was, was, was Loetzko on your big board? No, what's a Loetzko? Three, three, three feet arms? <laughs> yeah. Leg, leg for arms, Loetzko. <laughs> Lucas size arm, Loetzko. Whoa. <laughs> he's a whole, he's a whole Lucas. Dude, that is, that is absolutely insane, dude. Three foot arms. Uh, my last pick that I took was Jalen Naylor from Michigan State, wide receiver. Um, just an absolute burner. He met with the, another guy who met with the Bears. Um, would be a great deep threat for Justin Fields. Um, so I I took wide receiver early, finished that wide receiver, took a lineman early, took a lineman late, kind of spread my wealth there. But I took two of each. I got a corner in there and um, a three technique. So um, that is that is my mock draft. Um, no, so did, I think, y'all, did y'all not have a pick two oh six? No, you you acquired that when you traded back. So okay, uh, I okay, I, I had three more picks. I just went through my fifth round pick, and I'll just list them. Not get too deep, too deep, but I oh, I, I took yeah, Chris I Allen total in the sixth in the sixth sixth round. I took Alabama outside linebacker Chris Allen, and then in the seventh round, I traded back again for more picks, and I took uh, <laughs> Cordell Cordell Volson tackle out of North Dakota That's- State. 
Yes, and that's that's another good pick. He's another big dude. You know, he's really fucking big. Interior defensive lineman out of Idaho with my last pick, Noah Ellis. And I picked him because he was supposed to be big as well. So yeah, I ended up with ten with ten picks. Uh and you could build a whole new offensive line with your with your mock draft. That's the plan. I do, man. I do think you are going to probably see almost the amount of trades that Joe made in real life, to be honest with you. Down, 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 more I picks, think, more yeah. bites. More and Bears fans need to be patient with that. They need to just be expecting that and patient. And really, they should applaud that shit. Honestly, look at the Patriots over the last 25 years. Trading back, trading back, trading back. I'm not saying All I see is Tom Brady. No, I mean, that helps. <laughs> I don't like the it's Patriots drafting. Patriots drafting is garbage. What do you guys think is the, you know, as you drafted these positions and whatnot, you know, and, and knowing the needs coming up, was there anything where you're like, shit, man, if I don't take a X position by this time, my, my kind of like there's a massive drop off or there, there, there are a lot of guys that I like after this. I felt that way about wide receiver. Really? Wide receiver and three tech in the day two. I really think three tech dropped off a lot outside of our guy that who knows, you know, there's probably, you know, a bunch of other teams after as well. Um, Eric Johnson. Yeah. Eric Johnson. Uh, Wide receiver mainly. I mean, I would be okay with, you know, a Jalen Tolbert or a Khalil Shakur in the third round, but. I just think that there is a big drop off between what the Bears need and what would be available if they trade way back in that on day two. I'm excited. I mean, Thursday's going to suck for us, but Friday will be fun. Unless they I mean, trade yeah. up. <laughs> there's no way they trade up. I mean, what do you think? There's no, there's there's no way. Percentages. What, what, there's no way he trades up. What do you think? 1%. Two, yeah, I was gonna less say than one percent. Like, what? Who? Who is the guy? Like, Dude, who is nobody. the guy nobody. in the middle of this obvious rebuild? Maybe Alave. You have to move up for. If it's Alave and you're slurping fields that hard just because it's Alave, I wouldn't do it though. That's what that's I mean. Stupid. I don't. That's. I think that's a. That's bad business. Right. I don't think he's out for bad business at this point. All right. I would say the only, probably the only realistic guy maybe two that there's almost there's no chance it really happened if Evan Neal somehow fell to the bottom of the first round okay yeah I would I would trade a lot up for him but that's not gonna happen we've never brought up this this guy on the podcast we don't bring up that team up north uh you know twitter folks but uh Did you see what Jason posted the everybody's favorite Packers fan on Twitter? Like he posted the picture of um uh what's his name? Smoking the bong with the like the gas mask face. <laughs> and he's like, Oh, this is an awful picture of like whatever wide receiver he wanted. I hope this doesn't affect his draft status. And it was like I, was, I thought that was hilarious. So like if we could leak some news about Evan Neal on Thursday, I think Joe Gaither's got us. Uh then we could potentially, you know, bump his draft status all the way back to uh to the Bears pick. What about Jameson Williams instead? <laughs> Whatever you want to do, I don't care. Like that guy's not going to play this like 
You think he's going to go before? So I think his over-under was 14 and a half last time I looked. The too. Eagles. The Eagles basically said they would take him if he fell to him, which is Where they're at, at? 15. I think they're at 15. Yeah, the Jets is a good fit for him. Yeah, yeah. you're gonna make you're gonna make babyface wait another year and then talk shit about Justin Fields and how you're not giving him the weapons. I want to hear New York media have a fucking conniption fit if they take a guy that won't play for a year. I know play. He'll play by September. No way. Yes, he will. You think so. September ACL happened in January. That's the first week of the season. First <laughs> month of the season, guy. ACL happened in January. Recovery is six months. That puts you at June, July. Six months. Six months. Like AP took a year, and he's Superman. September, October, you'll see him. I will. I. I let's put the over under money on that. Chewing so, seeds. I'll, if you give me weeks, week six. My birthday is October sixth. Is that week six? Week six. Week, week, six. week five. Joe is a like better. Five or six. Joe is a bigger Alabama player in the NFL fanboy than he is a Bears fanboy. No, no, he will tell you about every single Alabama player in the NFL, how good they are, how good he told you they turn out to be. He's been telling us about he's Will Anderson. He's prepping us for when the Bears take him first overall next year. We have to lose every game to take him. Well, Brian Poles is definitely setting us up to do such. I think. And that would be perfectly fine because he's the greatest pass rusher I have ever seen in my life. Have you seen Lawrence Taylor? Have you seen Reggie White? I wasn't, I wasn't, alive, I wasn't alive for that. Reggie have you White seen Robert the, Quinn circa Reggie 2021? The greatest defensive player I've ever seen in my whole life. I think he's yeah. My favorite pass rusher I've ever seen in my whole life was Derek Thomas. Oh, where did he play? Derek Thomas? I don't know. Yeah. He had some numbers on his helmet. It was kind of maroonish. I don't know. Oh, fuck that. Yeah, Will Anderson is Derek Thomas reincarnated. I don't think so. Oh, man. Don't, that's so sad that he's dead. That's so sad, man. God dang it. Like, every, like all the guys that I had posters of on my wall that were football players are, are, are gone, you know. Look at the timeline. Derek Thomas passes away to a car accident, and uh, not too long after, Will Anderson's born. You know, there's other Believe in Monsters podcasts that are kind of in the, you know, ultra universe weirdo type shit. Um, is that where we're going, Joe? We changing no, the uh, <laughs> changing the idea of the show. Anyway, gentlemen, Believing I think conspiracy. that uh, I don't think there's a possibility that we we trade up. Um, but it uh, it's Friday. It's looking fun. I. What are you guys going to do for the draft? Do you guys have draft day? Uh, anything you guys do on draft day? Anything you like? Any kind of meals you're planning? Uh, you going to go hang out with any friends that are into the NFL draft? Uh, what do you guys do? I'll tell you. I, I got lots of past stories. I used to just get like pizza and wings, hang out at my house with my brother and watch it. Uh, now that I moved away, I will be watching on my lonesome. Probably. Maybe, maybe have a FaceTime chat with someone who knows. Um, like you guys said, the first round, though, I'm not as excited for Thursday, not caring that much. I'm interested to see where everyone goes, but not invested in it. And uh, plus, the Sixers have a pivotal matchup game six on Thursday. Terrible planning by the NBA. Uh, They're going to lose that game. There, we are prepared for a game seven, please. 
I can't handle that. I just want to have my weekend in peace, but I don't uh, I'll probably be more focused on that. Because you, the, you're at home in your rivers. own, Dude, they have your own arena. You didn't close it out on the road. You should have come home pissed off and beat the brakes off the Raptors, but nope. Anyway, uh, so I, me and my buddy, who's a Bears fan, have gotten together every year uh in, until covid started and then we did uh we did a facetime the first year and then last year uh we weren't able to get together but my father-in-law and i always get together he comes to wherever my buddy and i are, are hanging out so we've gone to like a few tap houses uh that have it on and uh <laughs> You just remember where you are when certain people get picked. You know, I can tell you where I was when Mitch got picked, when Roquan <laughs> got picked. Um, yeah, you know what? Yeah. And, I. <laughs> and uh, it's a, it's it's interesting. So I'll have my father-in-law come over on Thursday. I'm sure he's a big Steelers fan, which just like I've talked to you guys about is hilarious that Mitch ended up there. Uh, and that was also, I told y'all it was going to happen. Told y'all. And we'll watch the draft together so it'll be fun to watch you know what the steelers do um you know and, and see what division rivals do the packers have two first round picks uh detroit's probably in the top five i honestly have no idea what's they have Minnesota's. two first round picks as well oh goodness the whole division has more picks than we do and, and not only do they have two first round picks they also have a second round pick in front of us as well damn so yeah they got that from the golf trade remember that was awful. No, but do you? <laughs> I, I don't am, get that Matthew Stafford the, commercial either. The Lions are a, uh, in a lot of simulators, they always take Christian Watson. So be interesting. Stay away well, from that dude. They, who'd they pick up in the offseason? Uh, I mean, they have Amon Ra as their main yeah, dude right now. Um, they signed some. Who knows? They signed someone. You're right. I, I'm blanking. Why do I regardless like they signed G.J. Chark? No, uh, they did. They did. Yeah, the one year deal. Oh, baby Chark. So, and then they have. Uh... Nope. Never mind. And George Pickens. They're gonna draft George Pickens. And they have <laughs> Hawkinson. Um... They're gonna draft George Pickens. It's perfect fit for him. He's gonna get. I don't fight. I'm curious if they draft a quarterback, if they draft like Malik Willis or Sam Howell or something like that. Not in the first per, per se, but you know, really you know who's going to draft George Pickens, Joe? I know, and he's going to be great up there. No, uh, actually, I do. He will be a great fit in Green Bay. I was also thinking George Pickens is a guy that Ryan Pace would draft in Atlanta. I was just going to say Atlanta. Yeah, he's already he in Georgia. They got a good look at him. Yep. I mean, they lost Calvin Ridley. That is their receiving core is terrible. It's Kyle Pitts and Zucchini. Zucchini? That guy's great on salads. Love him. <laughs> Not so much against cover three defenses. Uh so I yeah, draft night will be fun. I started a new tradition last year, and this is this is a funny one. Um and it's it's kind of it's just stupid, and the movie is just stupid. But I watched that movie Draft Day with Kevin draft Costner. Day. 
yeah because uh, it's completely bullshit like it'll never happen like that's the kind of mock drafts that you're seeing right now on twitter is what that dude pulls off oh yeah give me this uh matt character at number five and this quarterback and this cornerback and this defense back and like i have 57 picks in the first round and i want all my picks back give them all to me back john yeah whatever dude it's but it's great i, I it, it's a it's a fun movie um lots of good actors play, right uh kevin costner same thing same guy pretty much <laughs> uh what's his his daughter is daughter is it his daughter jennifer gardner anyway she's in there um yeah so i'll probably watch that or have it on in the background during work and uh yeah it'll be a fun day even if we you don't have, have to pick. you have to work during the draft no like I watch it during the day. I'm not gonna watch draft day while the draft is on. I'm gonna watch draft day that. <laughs> What's wrong with you, guy? <laughs> that would be funny if you were just watching while the draft is on. <laughs> oh, with the 39th pick. No, I'm still watching draft day, guys. Don't tell. Don't tell. That me is that. That, that that is a weird tradition, Kirkman. To watch the to watch draft day while the draft well, is on. Yeah, you're <laughs> you're out of your gourd, guy. You're uh, you're smoking dupe. Anyway, um, we're making our big board, so I'm gonna compile all of our picks, and you guys, Chris, you can send over the picks that you had outside of our mock draft, and we'll just make a uh, BIM big board here with 30 or 40 prospects, if you like, and we'll see how many. All right, so if we make a big board of let's say 30 prospects, how what is the over under amount that the Bears actually draft from our board? Three. Zero. Three. No, no, no. No ways. Three, dude. Ten percent. I would say one and a half. I would put the over under odds at one and a half. Think about it. Right now we have six picks, dude. Yeah, we but we're not gonna picks. have we're gonna have ten, we're gonna have about ten or eleven. Yes, but we're when it's You're all played out, we'll, have, we'll probably have about ten or eleven. So Joe Gaither would pump up that spread a lot and say, I'm I'm taking three guys off our list. You are what confident, you my friend. What do you think the overall number of trades is for the Bears or, or ended up with picks and then also like how? Like, do you think it's just trade backs or do you think it's players that are traded? So I think I think it's a good possibility that Quinn is traded on draft day or close to it. And I think that uh they trade back either 39 or 48 for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I said, I put my other, other last time I did this, I said second round trade back. I put it at like almost 70% that they'll yeah, trade think, at least once. I think we'll see two or three trade backs, but yeah, at 39 or 48 will be one of those for sure. I think we'll be picking at one and trading at the other probably. So what do you think the overall over under for trades is in this uh Ryan Paul's first draft? Two and I wanna a say half. I wanna say two and a half is what I would set it at as well. And you would take the over on that, Joe? I you would, would take over two and a half. Chris, what do you feel about that? Taking over two and a half? Nah, under two trades. Two trades. I, I all right, so two and a half is a good number. I think uh I would probably take two trades as well, but Two and a half is a solid spread there. Do you guys have anything else? I mean, we we hit the draft. We got our mocks in. We're going to have our big board out for our listeners. Uh, follow us at BIM underscore pod. 
and then uh yeah when, once we can once we get these guys drafted we'll be talking about some new bears next week guys so let's uh i want to do one other thing before we before we dip out i'm going to tell you guys who um dan brugler did a seven round mock for every team i'm gonna bust through who he took for the bears um which is hilarious because this has probably influenced me as well but i do want to talk about one specific pick so uh at 39 he took christian watson at 48 he took perion winfrey at 71 he took darian Kennard. uh at 148 he took kyron williams running back notre dame that's the one i want to talk about if we are looking at a potential, you know, they, they let uh, Tariq Cohen go. They talked up Herbert. David or David Montgomery is in his going into his last year, whether or not that, uh, uh, you know, requires a trade or not is beyond the point. But do you think there's a chance they draft a running back? And if so, what do you think of Kyron Williams? To be honest with you, I have not looked at, many running backs at all so i don't have much of an opinion i do think it's a very uh, a pretty strong possibility they draft a running back i mean there's something ryan pace always did ryan pace took running backs all the time yeah um and it seems like something the chiefs do a lot as well they take a lot of running backs uh in the later rounds you know you look for receiving upside um i don't know much about uh kyron williams i've seen a few highlights uh, you were the Notre Dame guy, so you're gonna have to spill the beans on that. But I know Rubel a guy compares that compares him to James White. I know a guy that would fit the system probably pretty well as well as Pierre Strong, mm-hmm. uh, an FCS fellow. But Chris, what do you what do you got for us on Kyron Williams? I love Kyron Williams. Uh, he 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 balled out at Notre Dame. Um, I mean, he just he runs really hard. He has that home. He can oh, he has a home run hitter type of. Um, you know capabilities and um i think he would be an awesome fit uh the fact that you know brugler thinks they'll take a running back i think is super interesting um so joe do you have an opinion on kyron williams or the fact that they'll draft a running back uh i think i think it'd be great i I, I agree with drafting i mean I think drafting a running back will work well uh, in, in special teams scenarios, and especially if you're replacing Tariq Cohen or trading away David Montgomery. Uh, I don't really mind drafting a later running back. Definitely not. Um, and like Lucas said, you know, you find these guys uh, like wide receivers, running backs, they fit special teams. Um, yeah. They, they, it's uh, I, I don't think it's a bad idea. And running backs are highly replaceable. And Kyron Williams to be going the fifth. I mean, I, I don't know. I'm a Notre Dame homer, so that's probably a bad thing for me to really view. But then, uh, with 150, he took Cordell Float or Flot from LSU, and with 186, he took Smoke Monday from Auburn. So, Brugler has a lot of guys that we have, and uh. That probably influenced me. So that's why I ended up with Smoke Monday and Darian Kennard. But yeah. But there we have it. Like I said, I'm going to compile this big board. Uh, we're going to see with just a lot of the prospects we named tonight and, you know, whoever else we might want to add, how many, um, how many people we can actually get right on here. I would be impressed if we got two. I think two out of the draft on our big board would be impressive. And, 
we'll see. Hopefully the uh, the fans got a lot of new knowledge on this, and if some of the players are recycled and they've seen a million times, we're getting to that point where it's just uh, we need the draft to be here to get this over with. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Joe, serenade us with your beautiful voice. Next time we talk to you guys, it'll be uh, uh, we'll be talking about multiple new bears and how excited we are to have them. Bear down, Chicago Bears. Make every play clear the way to victory. Bear down, Chicago Bears. Put up a fight with the might so fearlessly. We'll never forget the way you thrilled the nation with your T formation. Bear down, Chicago Bears. And don't forget why you're wearing the crown. You're the pride and joy of Illinois, Chicago Bears, bear down. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.